very warm welcome from Rugby Uncovered. I'm Paul Rodriguez and myself and Tom Nash will be speaking to Hannah Shangarova. She's the representative for the under-18s women's rugby in the Czech Republic. She set this all up herself, which is absolutely incredible. Hannah, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Tom. Hi, Paul. Could you tell us a bit about yourself and what you do? I am um, representative of women's rugby in Czech Republic. Okay, you're representative of women's rugby in the Czech Republic. How long have you been doing it for and what does that actually entail? I'm doing it for 14 years already. And yeah, um, I'm responsible for uh, domestic competitions and all stuff regarding uh, development of um, development of women's rugby in Czech Republic. Wow, that's a that must be a big job. I mean, you, have you got like a team underneath you? I have a bunch of great uh, players and ex-players who are trying to help me on the way to develop the rugby in Czech Republic. Yes. Fantastic. And so what was your journey to rugby? How did you first start? Uh, My brother was playing rugby since he was a kid. And yeah, I, I used to play basketball at that time. Sometimes when I was driving him to to rugby trainings, I I stayed to play touch with guys and stuff. And then at some point, someone came to me and said, "Hey, we are just trying to build up a, a first women's rugby team. Um, let's let's join us. You know how to play. You know something about the game." And so I started. And yeah. I quit playing basketball after um, two years and I stick with rugby. So what was your um, journey into actually creating a structure for women's rugby in the Czech Republic? Well, um, we... There were some, previously in 1980s, there were some teams, but uh, first at 2004, we put, uh, uh, there was a team created, then two teams, and there was more and more teams coming, but there was no structure, nothing, no one take care of us um, in terms of any competition. So I, um, I just... Uh, came up with an idea of playing tournaments in each when where each of the teams is hosting one of the tournaments. So we have some games, etc. And that was the way it started. And as the game was growing here, there was more and more things to manage. I was trying to make stuff official, the competition to become official, and the women's rugby to become recognized. Uh, by the Czech Rugby Union, like an official part of it. Wow, that's that must have been quite a lot of work, surely. Um, well, it was rather, um, I don't know if if mental would be the correct word. <laughs> Simply um, the, the mentality in Central and Eastern Europe regarding the gender is different to yes. Western Europe. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, obviously rugby was uh, poorly men's sport. So um, yes, we were 
kind of strangers. <laughs> right. That, I, I, the town. I detect there's a whole story there about how this, this all happened, which um, is something that we should look into when we, if we have some more time. Now that it's all set up, what, how many teams do you actually have and, and what is the programme for getting new players excited about rugby in, in, in the Czech Republic? Now this this job is more or less um, hanging with the cups to get their players and to to involve more players, especially young players. That's what we are trying to encourage the teams to not to um, uh, only search for adult players, but try to get the young players and and let them grow in the team. And um, this is uh, something I'm not doing just by myself. The, the, the people and the players, the ex-players in the clubs are doing great job on this. We have at the moment, there is about 16 teams uh, about girls or, or women are playing rugby in Czech Republic, which is not much, but... <laughs> 16 teams. I mean, that, that seems yes. pretty good because, I mean, what we've seen from the Czech and the Slovak nations is a quite an amazing amount of top flight athletes that have come out considering on the global stage, considering how small the countries really are. So you're obviously very competitive people. Yeah, this is a kind of miracle with, with the number of players we have, uh, what some of the players can achieve. That's just incredible. But it's, uh, it's a reason why... It's something what makes me motivated on doing it, doing what I'm doing. And also it's, um, it's a great, something we can sell to the players who are coming to girls who want to start playing that actually even in a small country that's, uh, where rugby is just a minor sport, they can achieve something like that. Yes. Play abroad, play in the best competitions in, in the world. You have a player who they joined the provincial competition and New Zealand. Um, one of our ex-players, ex-national team players, plays Kramha for in Ireland, where uh, with all better she won the uh, the provincial competition, which is incredible. That is incredible. It's, it's very inspirational. You know, we've got to find out more about what you do in, in future episodes and, and follow some of these journeys. But before we do that, we've got Tom on the line. So over to you, Tom. Hi, Anna. Hi, Tom. Hi. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Essentially, with no money and lots of volunteers, you have built rugby from when you were an international into what it is now. Um, and, and the Czech Republic isn't well known for rugby, but... How do you sell this game to all the children, for example, around, around the country? Is there a program where you, you go on a roadshow or what does it involve? Well, um, there is, um, we are trying to make rugby more visible, hmm. which is, um, we don't have that much money to run big campaigns. Uh, there were some private stuff which was run like with contribution of the not financial but um, uh, with some contribution of the Czech Rugby Union. Uh, mm. But this was some like eight years ago, and since that, this is all just 
uh, club stuff. The clubs need to hire their players. Mm. Um, the women's rugby, as a women's rugby, we are trying to uh, help the clubs uh, with uh, some uh, visibility that will be some united visibility so um, that everyone can recognize it. So it, it is easier to uh, share it uh, through uh, the social media, etc. Uh, mostly it's uh, the volunteers in the club uh, trying to get more new players and then uh, keep them yeah make the training and stuff so interesting that they are staying so it's largely a word of mouth thing getting kids who you know might be interested to come along and have a go exactly still there's many adults coming and many players, female players, starting first when they are adults. Mm. Like me, I started playing when I was at the university. Yeah. So this is still very common here. Excellent. So something happened two years ago, since when the Czech Republic has been a serious player in women's rugby. You've won, you've won titles nonstop since then. Um, what, what happened? It's a couple of years ago. It was a dramatic improvement. Well, um, the quality of the players was always there. It was just about um, helping them to, to reach the potential of the team. The players didn't change very much. But um, we need to put a structure into the game and apparently we yeah we we managed to do that <laughs> um which was which was great and also um there was lots of work done by the club coaches mm. which pre- who prepared the players most of the time with the national team they only spent few weekends uh, for the preparation, but uh, the players were willing really much. They they saw the change we made in um, in the staff of the national team. They saw um, what we will we are ready to uh, to bring the time we can spend with them, and they were working hard to to achieve this. So, and, and you oversee the sevens teams as well, don't you? Um, um, How much overlap is there between 15s and 7s? Because it's it's a big deal, isn't it, in, um, in the Czech Republic? I was only involved, um, I'm still only involved with the under-18s. The senior national team is, uh, is a separate uh, unit, <laughs> not separate. Mm-hmm. I'm not involved. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be really too much already. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, actually the players, uh, except I think two or three players, uh, all players playing sevens for the national team, uh, sevens aside national team are also involved in the, in the 15 aside national team. We don't have that nice. many players to, to, to have two different teams. But I imagine, particularly with a country like yours, appearing in the Olympics at a sport is a, is a huge incentive. This is what we are trying to, yeah, where we would like to uh, work more 
like really show the opportunity with that we have such a good players. Even we are a small sport that we can um, we can uh, we we will try at least to um, bring the team to the Olympic qualification. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we need to some resources. <laughs> sure. And and does that come from the Ministry of Sport from the government? Uh, yes, it's quite uh, difficult the way we are getting money from from the government. It's there are different ways we can get this money through the Olympic Committee, through a special agency that are uh, distributing money to sport, to special Olympic centers. Uh, for top athletes, etc. Mm. So, yes, we are trying to get involved in this, so we can we can uh, use this money to prepare players for Olympic qualification. And the reputation of rugby in the Czech Republic it, to women is it now an attractive, not quite fashionable, but an attractive prospect to to, to go and see what it's like and, and, and have a go at it? Well, I think it is slowly changing, like especially with sevens rugby. That is for for the young girls. We don't play the young girls 14 to 17. They are not playing 15s, uh, only sevens. Um, and so this is kind of, it looks very different to 15s. So it is easier to sell to the parents uh, that um, to show them that it is not a brutal sport <laughs> for yeah. men's only, yeah. and um, it, um, they obviously now when they can see the Olympics or sometimes even news from the World Rugby Series, uh, seven series then it's easier to convince them that rugby is um, just a usual sport where girls can partic- participate as well. Sure. We, we touched on this with um, one of your equivalents um, at the Deutsche Rugby Verband on mm-hmm. the potential changes in the rules, which, as you just said, might be an incentive for girls to give it a go it might be less less physical less dangerous and more reliant on athletic types to, t- to take part uh, the saying that rugby is for everyone i think it's true but some of the people are simply their mentality they will never enjoy playing rugby mm-hmm. on the other hand there are many people who wouldn't think they can enjoy playing rugby and when mm-hmm. they give it a try, uh, they simply love it and they won't mm-hmm. quit. <laughs> yeah, so sure. this is what we are trying to do, just um, offer uh, open trainings where the girls can get to know the team and make them involved. And then it's easier to, to, to show them that it's, it's not a brutal sport, that it's actually fun and that coming down to the ground sometimes during the game, it's nothing what can really hurt them, especially with proper training. Mm, excellent, excellent. Well, Paul, um, very rightly said, we'd love to have you back on the show because there's there's too much to fit into half an hour, but, but thanks ever so much for your time. It's been a pleasure and 
best of luck with everything in, in the next Thank year. Thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> My pleasure. It's been great. It's been absolutely great. And um, look, just to wish you all the very best with the co- upcoming season. And we'll definitely keep in touch because we'd love to know what you're up to. I can imagine that you came up against some massive barriers trying to get women's rugby off the ground. Because to be fair, the the attitudes are slightly, uh, well, not as progressive. So perhaps... They need to be updated, and it's great that you're you're breaking new ground and and showing that that you know women can play rugby and and produce a game that is fantastic to watch, as we are seeing in in the UK. And again, there is there is a gr- possibly a greater acceptance of women's rugby in the UK, but there's still more to go. But as you were talking about the barriers, maybe this is what uh, what is make what make us so strong and to achieve something that we, we, we came through all this and it's just making us stronger. Yes. Maybe that's the yes. Reason. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Well, look, thanks once again for coming on and uh, hope to speak to you soon and all the very best. Yeah. Thanks. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.